0: weatherman we can't allow any further delay so you your way hey everyone thanks for joining us for another episode of the fox 12 weather podcast this is episode 64 today is tuesday august 8th i'm meteorologist jeff orgeron joined by our chief meteorologist mark nelson who's at home today and i like the setup mark how's it going over there
1: Oh, uh, pretty good. Pretty good. We just decided it was time to move things downstairs. Basically, I wanted you out of my bedroom, Jeff. I think that's right. what it was about. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so we're downstairs a little fireplace behind me not running, of course, because we don't need the fireplace in mid midsummer. Right?
0: Yeah, right. Well, the, the bummer about this is I feel like we're not going to get um, appearances from your cat, which likes to chill on your ca- your bed oftentimes. Yeah,
1: but you know, every- everybody knows what a cat looks like. That's no biggie. Hey, we haven't talked forever, right?
0: It's been a few weeks. Uh, yeah, so so update our viewers. You don't have to tell them exactly where you were, although I think you did on Facebook. Where, where have you been? <laughs> uh,
1: well, do you need the address too? Um, uh, no, it's fine. Yeah, um, and we should also point out the ladies. Each of them was doing something different today, so they couldn't join us. So it's just right. us. It's just the dudes. Um, I, we went camping. My big thing in the summertime, or family thing is that we go camping. We went camping with some friends uh, up at Kingsley Reservoir, southwest of Hood River. New campground there, which is nice. I mean, it's been there a long time, but they did a big upgrade. And then down to Diamond Lake in the Southern Oregon Cascades. And, you know, Jeff, that was eight days of camping. You know what I really missed? No thunderstorms.
0: Yeah, and we did have some over the weekend. Um, It looked like some of them skipped over you when you were down at Diamond Lake. Right.
1: Oh, I could not believe, folks, Jeff texted me one morning, the morning we were leaving Diamond Lake, and he said, oh, there was a ton of flashing at like 2 a.m. or whatever it was, 1 a.m., along I-5, and apparently we missed it. Our, our, our heads are facing the other direction. We just have a small camping trailer. So I was mad that I missed it. Normal people, normal people, when they go camping, say, hey, hopefully it won't rain and there'll be no thunderstorms. But you and I would be like, oh, I hope I see some, some action overhead. But then I guess, Jeff, we left right after we depooed and headed, headed out of there. Um, my uh, uh, sister-in-law said they had a great thunderstorm at midday. So we missed it like by three hours.
0: Yeah, well, on one hand, we love the thunderstorms, right? But right. we don't, we don't want the lightning. Of course, those lightning strikes can lead to new fire no. starts. So, kind of glad that you didn't see a whole lot of action while you were camping. Um, yeah, and
1: and this is the time of year. People sometimes make fun of me at work sometimes for taking lots of vacation time in the summer. But I figure this is the deadest weather time of the year. Um, what should, what should I do? Take a a week and a half vacation in January during a windstorm or a flood? No, so I like to be gone when the weather's slowest and the weather is nicest
0: for getting outside. Yeah. Yeah. So you, uh, you, I was thinking about the fact that you were camping and kind of the lack of smoke. I mean, we're going to get into some of the fire stats. Um, We'll bring up that morning briefing. I'm not sure if they, if uh, it's been updated in Oregon, Washington. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So I'll let you cover that in a little bit, but yeah, just not seeing a ton of smoke. Um, The big Mm -hmm. smoke makers right now seem to be, um, in the Cascades down in central – or actually down in southwest Oregon in the uh, Rogue River, Siskiyou National Forest. We'll, we'll talk about that coming up here in a little while. Um, we're also going to go over the forecast. Um, we have a itsy-bitsy little chance of showers um, coming up. Not much. I, morning models have been very Weak sauce. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we'll, I think we're more so going to focus on this potential heat wave or likely a heat wave setting up starting this weekend. And then um, we have a weather term of the week and uh, yeah, lots of cover here. So um, we'll kind of get the ball rolling. Uh, let's talk about, let's start off with the fires since you were camping and um, everybody was worried about you, sort of, not really. Um,
1: the- <laughs> uh, there was nothing to be worried about. I had things handled. I'm a big boy.
0: Yeah, the, the two big yeah. fires right now uh, in Oregon are the Flat Fire that's been burning right. since mid-July down in uh, the Rogue River, Siskiyou National Forest, southwest Oregon. Uh, Mark, you'll tell us about the stats in a second. We've got the Bedrock yeah. Fire, eastern Lane County. And then there's a new fire I just noticed on satellite imagery this morning. Again, we're recording this on Tuesday morning, the 8th. And looks like they're calling it the Wiley Fire in eastern Lynn County. So that's north of the bedrock fire. So, um, maybe, maybe we can pull up satellite imagery and show our viewers that tune into the, um, the podcast with the video, uh, by the way, did you notice it's on our website? The video is actually on the podcast tab on the weather page. So I, that's I right clicked on there. Yeah, that, that was typically where you could just get the audio version, but now our video version is, is not only there and not only does it air on Fox 12 now, it's also on YouTube. So there are, many ways you can get the podcast.
1: So many ways. And we should point out, I think the audio version comes out first. We send that out pretty quickly. And then the, the video typically is going to come out on a Friday afternoon about the time we put it out on Fox 12 now.
0: In fact, <laughs> I get that um, right? yeah, yeah the, the fastest way, if you're like a diehard Fox 12 weather podcast nerd, like the two of us, the fastest way you can get notified about it coming or going live is through our Fox 12 weather app. So if you search Fox 12 weather in your app store, if you haven't already downloaded it, we do a lot on that app. It's actually, um, and this is, yeah, Mark's bringing it up if you're watching the video version. Um, we send out a push alert about when our uh, podcast has been updated, but we send out videos like multiple times a day talking about the forecasts and weather stats mm-hmm. and things like that. If you ever want to track thunderstorms or snow later in the winter, let's say there's a radar feature on there. So Highly suggest you download it. It's better than your typical Apple weather app, which is just taking one computer model, Ugh. spitting out the raw data, and then people are like, "Is it really going to be 108 next week?" It's like uh,
1: triggered, triggered. Waited. Somebody in the makeup room yesterday, I think it was Stephanie or Nora, said, "Oh, the news people are really excited. They're seeing huge numbers on their app." And I'm like, "That's not what our app is showing." So, um, yeah, that Apple app, I think it's just raw model data. I think that's it.
0: It, it for sure. I had somebody reach out yesterday, two days ago, about that. So. Um, let's talk about the fire stats. Mark, I'll let you kind of yeah. cover the morning briefing here.
1: You mentioned the bedrock fire. That's the one that's been burning in southwest Oregon in the Siskiyou's, mostly
0: yep. uninhabited. That's the flat fire.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I have them reversed, the flat fire. And that's 33,000 acres, but only in the last 24 hours, only uh, a couple dozen acres of extra have burned. So that one's burning kind of slowly now. Bedrock fire, that is the one you're right, east of Eugene, southeast of Eugene. Uh, 14,000 acres has gained 700 in a day. So uh, we don't have raging fires right now. And uh, it's interesting, you know, um, sometimes on TV weather graphics or you might see us on TV. And uh, Like last night, I said there were three three, um, large fires burning. What does large mean? Well, apparently in general, interagency fire center, a large fire is 100 acres or more in forest land or a thousand acres or more in uh, brush or kind of brush grassland sort of thing. So sometimes th- there'll be a fire that doesn't make it on their list. Like the Priceboro fire is on there this morning, even though it's been burning for like four days, that's 300 acres uh, east of junction city, but th- things there are pretty much under control or I meaning you know, getting there, not officially under control, but 45% containment. And then you've got a new fire Southeast of Oak Ridge, Northeast of Oak Ridge, that's a hundred acres but, yeah, your point is, is very valid, Jeff. Basically, there are only two huge fires burning in Oregon. They're not, like, raging out of control right now. But, you know, with a change in weather, that could, that could change things a bit. And I did notice they put out a seven-day significant fire potential. And it's lower uh, – Lower than average risk for a large fire to blow up through Friday, but then the risk goes up to about normal over the weekend across much of the state or above normal once we get into early next week, and that's related to the heat. So we're good for a few more days, but these fires Marker, could turn much more active. Are, are you but, seeing the week.
0: satellite imagery that I pulled up?
1: Oh, no. Let me let me. I'm – I'm looking at my own stuff here. Oh, yeah. Look at that.
0: Okay. So – There you go. If you Can you see my cursor?
1: I sure can. Yeah, I okay, can see. Okay, cool.
0: All right, so this is Lane County right here, and the big smoke maker this morning is clearly the Bedrock Fire, right? Um, right. So it looks like most of the surface level smoke, just from observation, is in the Cascades, and mm-hmm. uh, some of the upper mid to upper level smoke is drifting off to the west southwest. So um, they actually um, shrunk up that air quality advisory mark for just Deschutes County. So it was right. They they had it all over the place. They had it for like Lake County and Klamath County. So um, smoke has been. Well, more or less at a minimum over the past few days compared to last week where it was just kind of billowing and moving east. But um, I hardly see anything down in um, southwest Oregon related to that uh, flat fire. And then just to the north of the Bedrock Fire, you can see that plume right there in eastern – it's like southern Lynn County. That's the Wiley Fire they're calling, um, which supposedly either broke out yesterday or was spotted yesterday. Um, And as of yesterday, it burned like – a couple acres but that looks when we can see it when we can see a pretty yeah. visible plume on satellite imagery like this it's usually more than a couple acres so i would agree
1: um, <laughs> pretty smoky so. around sweet home that's right around sweet home area yeah
0: um yeah. so yeah this is a really helpful tool i'm gonna actually exit out of this now and go All back right. to our normal we're back here yeah nice that we can do that um
1: So that's your fire summary. You know, many years we've had pretty quiet through, you know, early or mid-August, and then the pattern changes, and suddenly, bang, fires take off. But other years, like two weeks from now, the third week of August, we get a cool showery trough comes through, and then the fires never really take off, so we never know. It's like a box of chocolates, right? Like the um, Forrest Gump thing. Uh, Fire season is like a little box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, that was a little odd, but the analogy works. Some years, I think it was 2019, we had showers at the end of August. Then things just kind of petered out. We didn't have any significant fires or east wind events. So, did you uh, hear? Fingers the, um, crossed.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, did you hear the 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 news package that we ran yesterday? We were quoting a fire official that there have been roughly four times the man made fires this year. Yes, compared to like lightning started fires. Um, Stop
1: starting fires in the woods, folks. Cigarette butts, uh, dragging chains, a camping trailer or utility trailer, just chains dragging can set off sparks. Trains can do it. Um, So stop lighting stuff on fire in the woods, folks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's accidental, but yeah. And we could very well get through this season without anything huge, any kind of big, massive smoke, you know, events. Sure. Um, if if now that being said, if there 's a lightning event later in the summer heading into the fall, that could change everything but um, i don 't see anything you know the the big heat ridge that 's going to bring us this heat, next heat wave is building out of the west. the one mm. that came out of the east late last week into the weekend that brought the monsoonal moisture up that brought that southerly flow there was right. a, an upper level of disturbance that kicked off showers and thunderstorms by the way that the cloud cover was a nightmare this past weekend that uh <laughs> We had ni- <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. Yeah. What happened to the heat wave, Jeff? You know, if I was here, I would have knew, known all about that and my forecast would have been totally different. I would have nailed the forecast. Oops,
0: so we had, we had 90 oh, and 90
1: yeah, What a nightmare. You're
0: killing, you're killing me. No, we had our highs Friday when, when I left work, it was 90 and 90. And I was already thinking to myself, man, there's a lot more cloud cover than I was thinking. We sure enough ended up at 84 and 83 Saturday and Sunday. Um, With that monsoonal moisture that spilled, by the way, that ended our dry streak too, which nobody's complaining about that, right?
1: One hundredth of an inch. A solid hundredth.
0: Yeah. 0.01, folks. What a soaker. Dry Um, spell
1: is over, 47 days. That was it. So the count has begun once again.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) We're, We're at day, wait, what's today? We're recording this on Tuesday, but we're at day one, two, or three, or four, depending on when you're listening to this, folks.
0: Yeah. Um, Mark, the, I was looking actually at some of the August stats so far, um, right through the first seven days of August, uh, Portland is experiencing its fourth warmest August on record. Um, Astoria first warmest or the warmest through the first seven days. And if I'm not mistaken, Salem is experiencing its fifth warmest. So we're not. We haven't necessarily seen extreme heat, but we've had some really warm nights, and that was because of the cloud cover yeah. uh, that we saw uh, over the weekend and Monday morning as well.
1: What do we have? We had a sixty-nine on Saturday morning, a sixty-seven on Sunday morning, which then was a, a sixty-eight. Tie. Yeah, which was a yeah, tie. So- sixty-eight on Monday morning. So those first and first and third numbers were record warm lows from that cloud cover.
0: With right. the well, sun, Sunday's was a tied record, which is. Not yes. not a big deal. Um, not a big deal. I mean, <laughs> I'm just asterisk. What a nitpicker! What? I, I, I tweeted no no no. I tweeted it out, and uh, a weather nerd in the in the community here reached out and we were like, I think we tied Sunday. I was like, oh okay, yeah. God bless them. Um,
1: that that really um, yeah. skews
0: the numbers though. Like it, it does. Uh, we were we've only hit the 80s. So I mean, maybe we had 190 actually. 190. The rest have been mid to upper 80s. Maybe. Um. So that has brought us to you know through the first 7 days fourth warmest august um so it, obviously we have a lot of time for that to change or to go up and in fact things do look like they're going to trend up before that happens though weak upper level system is going to come through um between tonight and tomorrow so that's going to drag help drag a, a weak front through i wouldn't even mm-hmm. i wouldn't even hesitate to call it a cool front definitely not a cold mm-hmm. front cool front eh it's more like a um, a wiggle in the flow, a disturbance. And, yeah. A, a disturbance in the, in the weather
1: force overhead, maybe something yeah. like that. Yeah, so just it, a wiggle and I call it the jet stream, but I, I keep saying, and pre- people probably get annoyed by this on air this time of year. I say, well, there's not really a jet stream this time of the year, but it's, there's still a flow from West to East generally. And so this little wiggle in the jet stream, uh, moves by on Wednesday morning.
0: Yeah. And it, it'll bring a, it looks like a few light showers between, you know, Midnight and midday tomorrow. Um, Best chance at seeing like maybe a few hundredths of an inch of rain will be northern Oregon, southern Washington coast, parts of the coast range, interior, southwest Washington, northern Oregon, southern Washington, Cascades. We probably won't see much at all metro area southward. Um, And if we do, it's probably going to do what it did to my car over the weekend, which is a complete mess.
1: Spots where there are spots dried up.
0: Yeah, spots. Mark, spots on top of the coffee that I spilled because I left my tumbler <laughs> on the top of the car driving away late last week. So, yeah. Um,
1: was that at 2 a.m.? Like at 1 a, 2 a.m. when you left for work, was it on there or was it later in the day?
0: <laughs> Embarrassed to say that it was when I was leaving work to come home. Um,
1: oh, pull it, it together. Yeah, I know.
0: I'm a, I'm a complete mess. So Did you see uh, – I
1: saw on the carpet at work there was a spot going up the stairs where it looks like some either somebody – well, we know somebody didn't die. But um, there was like near the top of the stairs, walk up there and brand new carpet we have in the last year or so. And there's a huge stain right across the carpet. Like, oh, somebody slipped and dropped their entire coffee on that new carpet. Don't do that, folks.
0: They better not ban to my uh, colleagues at work. Please don't drop any more coffee on the carpets because I don't want them to ban coffee at work because then I will be – up the creek on that morning show.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're not banning coffee. I once had a boss say when we had a new, it's not our current boss, it was a previous one. And uh, he came in, I think we had a new weather set. It was the previous set, Jeff. And he said, was, and I don't want any eating in here. And I go, mm-hmm. And like three weeks <laughs> later, we were eating. It's like, we gotta be here all the time. I'm eating out here. So uh, uh, we're careful though, when there are crumbs, we try to clean them up. So anyway, we, we diverge a bit from the yeah, main point yeah. here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, So so next few days, like, I would say today, tomorrow, um, Thursday and Friday, low to mid eighties, maybe upper eighties by Friday, right. mid, somewhere around there. Um, just, you know, normal summertime warmth or August warmth, uh, overnights are going to be mild in or areas, cooler outlying spots. And then by the way,
1: Jeff, I don't want to start a whole new discussion about this. Cause you know, you and I could talk for hours. Oops. Um, but you talk about the the warm nights. We should point out, and maybe we can talk about this in more detail next week. That there is a marine heat wave occurring offshore, very warm ocean waters, and I noticed yes. the coastline has seen warm nights as well. So I think that's beginning to affect our nights. So we'll see over the next few weeks if we if we continue with this really warm stuff
0: at night. Brief, briefly, just going to mention like that's been you know thirty to fifty miles offshore or something like that, or for, even farther than that. Um, yeah, but then the upwelling right offshore has helped to keep um things cooler um gosh for now all sorts of calls yeah for now the the warmer i think that upwelling is probably kind of weakening and that warmer water is starting to work its way toward the coastline so yeah Mm -hmm. that could certainly affect and you know what's interesting september and october from what i understand from what i remember aren't those the warmest months along the oregon coast uh just barely yeah because cause yeah,
1: probably because you mix in some offshore wind events where the easterly wind makes it. Yeah, they are slightly warmer so for sure on California, but for us too a little bit.
0: That may really skew the numbers if the overnight lows are going up um, with that warmer see. water. So but we'll wait. And maybe see. we can. Yeah. We can <clears throat> excuse
1: me. Maybe we can take a deep dive on that next next week.
0: Yeah, Marine that, that heat that sounds, wave. That sounds great. I mean, it doesn't. The heat wave doesn't sound great, but the the discussion sounds good. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about this weekend and next week, Mark. Uh, We've teased about five times to it. Uh, We're expecting a pretty large high pressure system to build up and down the West Coast. And um, almost all summer, Mark, the high pressure systems have been like around the four corners kind of meandering. And we've been on the northwest Mm -hmm. edge and it's brought, you know, periods of moderate heat to us, but nothing extreme because it kind of backs off at times. We'll get more onshore flow and a little bit more marine air. Um, but this time around the ridge is building out of the Pacific, it's going to kind of build up and down the West coast into British Columbia. And, uh, models have kind of been at odds the past few days. We've, we've, oh, they gone, have gone, we've been gone, going back and forth. Like what is go- Well, I think last night I texted you right before I we crashed did. and I was like the morning models yesterday. I think the GFS between the GFS and the ensembles and the Euro and its ensembles were like 10 to 15 degrees different. Um, during the peak yeah. heat next week.
1: The GFS was saying, what heat wave? And the Euro was saying, oh, it's going to get real hot. And yeah, so did like, the Canadian. The 0Z the Canadian was very hot as well. The ensembles. The yeah, yeah. average of all the different members. Yeah.
0: So the Euro has been hinting at maybe multiple days of triple-digit heat. <laughs> at times, like 105 to 110, maybe one or two days. But the GFS, which is the American model, has been more so like... You know, several days in the 90s. Um, the Canadian has kind of been in between. And uh, this morning, when those six Z runs came out, here we go. Mark's bringing it up. Actually,
1: I pulled up the wrong one. Okay. I can't six do anything six, right. Just working. I'm going to try yeah. again. What did you say about the morning?
0: Yeah, like the overnight models and like the six Z runs were looking a little bit more in line. At least the GF, the GFS came out at 60. I compare that to the zero zero run. And it's a little bit more consistent as far as where the Ridge placement is. The, you know, initially the, the GFS model was like, the Ridge is going to be way offshore. Um, yeah. Now it's kind of like working its way back over the West coast. Oh, now um, it's so-
1: coming back. The GFS. Did you just say, say that one more time? Did you say the GFS is now coming back in line?
0: I think what I like ended our text messages with last night was like, I wonder which one's going to win out here. And it it looks like the GFS is coming in line with the Euro, which has been pretty consistent. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Here, actually, look at this. Uh, This is, I know the numbers are small folks, but I I think you can kind of see what's going on here. Um,
0: This very. It's it's loading. Hold on. It's, let's see if it. You can't see it. Mark's Mark's pulling up the raw numbers here. Um, Still has the dot, dot, dot there. Um, Really? Yeah.
1: Uh-oh, I'm going to have to call Elon Musk. His Starlink internet apparently is lagging out here in the country. <laughs> well, what I will say is I'm just, we're just uh, – because some people, if you're listening to the podcast like I do, you can't see it anyway. We're just looking at AM. all 50 ensemble members of the European every six hours, the maximum temperature. And if you can see it, but I'll describe if you can't, what you see is since it's all color-coded, forget the numbers. It's just color-coded. What you clearly see is – much warmer temperatures turning very hot so probably around sunday sunday's the the kind of the start there you see a lot of those well i'm kind of colorblind but it's a what's that kind of grayish reddish color whatever that is um you see one two three four four or five days that are a lot of the members are around 100 or more so um i i think we may have a real heat wave this time if the euro is correct and the uh, you said the gfs was a little closer today This morning or no, this the six Z was a little closer?
0: Well, the numbers weren't like that extreme, but the placement of the ridge was a little bit closer. So it might it might be they might be kind of resolving themselves to you know a a West Coast ridge.
1: The Canadian was very hot as well, like the Euro. So I mean I think it's safe to say we're headed well into the nineties. Feel very confident (laughs) with that.
0: Right. The way I described it this morning was I would expect 90s sunday through most of the work week so potentially 90 plus heat i5 corridor from sunday to friday there could be one to three days peppered in with highs at and above 100
1: which is what we did that uh i think the middle of last august which i know i think you've got a graphic coming up here maybe about august but last august was really hot hottest month on record here right
0: I I looked at last August. We had 11 days in the month of August at and above 90, and we had two days that were at and above 100.
1: And I think that was at mid-month, I think. that We had a heat wave in the middle of the month because we set the warmest August low temperature on record. It was 73 at mid-month, which was pretty late in the season to have a record warm low temperature in PDX. It was like mid-August. Um, so this would not be unprecedented, but, um, if this is correct, we'll definitely have some first alert weather days, which is, you know, to grab your attention and say, Hey, this is a bigger deal than what we've seen so far this summer.
0: And, you know, if you think about a high pressure system, mm-hmm. just imagine kind of like a circular system sitting above us. Some people call it a heat dome. Some call it a ridge of high pressure, but sure. the air flows clockwise around the ridge. So as the ridge is building in, we're going to have kind of a northerly flow. Right. And I think it's it's possible that we could get a little bit of smoke coming in from the north out of British Columbia if those fires are pretty active. Ooh, I
1: didn't there. think of that. You're right. If the flow was just like that.
0: So, you know. And make sure I get that. After, <laughs> after the past few summers, Mark, it's hard to not include the thought, okay, we could have smoke around if we have a heat wave. And that might affect the high temperatures. Um, yeah, good, new- good
1: catch. I wouldn't have thought of that, but you're right.
0: And any new fires that might break out could also lead to smoky days. Um, The air becomes more unstable when we turn really hot under these high-pressure ridges. Um, So if a new fire were to break out, it would be in an unstable air mass. It could grow pretty quickly, um, and any existing fires could also
1: you know, one thing we don't see so far with this upcoming uh, possible heat wave or probable heat wave, um, the orientation of the upper ridge doesn't look right to give us a big thermal trough west of the Cascades where we get a gusty east wind. Uh, that seems unlikely. I mean, that could change, but uh, this may be just one where it's kind of a northerly wind north-northeast and we, we don't get it. We don't get that sharp, low-level surface thermal trough over west of the Cascades or at the coastline. It doesn't look like it's going to be that way. This could be one of maybe i'm wrong. did you see something that looks no, different? No, no, no,
0: no. Keep keep your keep your oh. thought going.
1: Uh and in those kind of heat waves i've noticed we tend to be a little more humid.
0: Oh, you mean we'll with a light onshore breeze potentially as opposed to yeah, offshore. We yeah, we'll see
1: how that goes.
0: Um one thing i was thinking about mark is the GFS past couple of days has been hinting at the ridge, the you know, the circular high pressure system more so being over the pacific ocean as mm-hmm. opposed to being over the west coast. Right, and it was hinting at some inside sliders coming through. Yeah, I don't like that. That Neither worries me I.
1: for forecasting because that, you know, just like in winter, where uh, oh, the ridge is going to be over us. Nope, suddenly models have a have a trough dropping down, upper level trough coming down the Canadian coastline. Is suddenly, we're not in the heat wave business, so that could suddenly cut things off at some point, or we'll see.
0: What else would it yeah. do, Mark?
1: Potentially,
0: uh, it could also. Oh bring no, us fr- what? It could also potentially bring a strong offshore wind, like multiple layers oh, in the atmosphere. If
1: it's farther east, yeah. But I was thinking if it drops right down over us, then we're we're back into. I didn't cool mean to test stuff. you, by the
0: way, but um, <sighs> th- but that's that's kind of my worry. Is so early. Uh, we have no sign of like a big, you know, summer-ending rain. And um, no. if we were under a scenario where this ridge was kind of like meandering along the west coast and then moved back on over the Pacific Ocean, we could have something slide through the Operator Mountain West or something. And that could lead to what we don't want to see.
1: Yeah. A cool high pressure drop in down through Southern Canada to our East. And that, you know, gives you the big offshore flow. September 2020, September 2020 was an extreme example of that, where we had cool high pressure drop down through the Rockies. And suddenly we were into a strong easterly flow, which wasn't yeah. cool for us. It was like 95 degrees, but um, yeah, that's bad and, stuff. We don't want that. We, we yeah. tend to see that as we get into late August and September, if it's going to happen, that's the time of the year.
0: Yeah, so that's kind of something that's on our radar is, you know, heat, but also the possibility of something sneaky happening like that. Um, but at this point, I see no real reason to warn the public, like, okay, we have the possibility of a big east wind. Um, right. And and again, we've been fairly lucky. Fire season has been kind of slow to start. It's been, like, non-existent down in California because of their you know, their big drought busting rain and mountain snow that they had this past year, this past season winter. Yeah. They had a Um, cooler
1: than average start to summer. Didn't they? Parts of the U S did have. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of like the expectations. We, we don't want to put like a hard number on these for the forecast coming up because it's all up in the air at this point. Nineties, I would expect a stretch of nineties, maybe one or two or even three on the extreme end. Uh, you know, triple digit heat days coming. But
1: I, I figure when we look at the, uh, what we call the 850, <clears throat> excuse me, weather geek talk here, folks, that's what we do. 850 millibar temps, the temperature around four to 5,000 feet in Celsius. Um, uh, and we are seeing lots of like low 20s. So I'm mean, kind of on the ensemble averages. So low 20s is like, oh, that's up around a hundred or so. Did I see the Euro, the, the operational model, the Euro had like a plus 25? I yes, you saw did. That further next. Now that would be like well into the low to mid one hundreds. That would be really yeah. hot stuff. So we, we hope we can avoid that. But uh, either way, they're in pretty good agreement. We've probably got some low twenties coming up. So if it's what if it's in the uh, low seventies up at five thousand feet, once that air mass, you know, once it once it's all mixed down perfectly, that gives you about one hundred, hundred and five down here in the lowlands. So that's why we're kind of confident, feeling better, like okay, it could get really hot this time, like higher than the ninety eight that we've seen so far this season.
0: Yep. Um, so yeah, just be prepared for some heat. Of course, the best way to know, like what we are forecasting, like our, our weather team is to download our our app and you'll see that update multiple times a day. Um, or watch us on TV or watch us on TV or you can stream us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Stream us.
1: Boy, talk about Twitter. Oh, I'm sorry. X formerly known as Twitter. Boy, that's annoying. Uh, Did your, did your post go through today, Jeff? No. So, folks, so we don't know exactly what's going on because we're just lowly meteorologists. But apparently it's all across the USA. Um, we use our weather systems to push out information to most of us call it Twitter. Now it's called X. So would it be an, a, a, a zeet instead of a tweet? I don't know what it would be. <laughs> or would it be a sheet? I don't know. So anyway, so we automatically push stuff out through our weather systems, which makes things really convenient. We make videos and and whatnot, mornings, watches, whatever. And starting late last week, suddenly that wasn't working and something has changed within X or Twitter. And so only some of randomly, some of our stuff is going out. Some of it is not, folks. And so, Jeff, somehow two of yours made it out yesterday morning, but I did one or two yesterday and Katie did one and they did not make it through.
0: Yeah. and. What's odd about that is mine didn't work this morning either, and the the problem with that is a lot of meteorologists in our community like to use Twitter for warning the public about severe weather. Right. And yesterday, for example, there was a huge severe weather outbreak on the East Coast or in the eastern United States, and a lot of meteorologists had to shy away from Twitter because they couldn't directly post their radar updates and things like that. Their tornado easily. warnings are
1: easily, easily from their Quickly. computers,
0: Yeah. It requires extra steps, and sometimes you just don't have that much time to, to warn the public. So that's kind of an issue, um, but we'll see. I think he's getting a lot of pushback. Um, hopefully things can Hopefully so. Um, otherwise, we're just going to have to focus on other platforms and things like that. But um, do you have anything else, or do you want to transition to the weather term of the week?
1: Oh, let's do weather term of the week.
0: Okay. Um, we, we got lots of are- time here. This is our fourth, Mark. Yeah, and you weren't here for the last one. Um, oh, I
1: listened on the way to work on Sunday. I was like, I wonder what those guys talked about. And yeah. it was a really good podcast, all about gardening. I heard all that at the end.
0: Oh, man. Good stuff. All right. Uh, so this week's weather term of the week is evaporative cooling.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. Evaporative yeah, yeah. cooling.
0: And believe it or not, everybody knows what evaporative cooling is, even though you may not know the definition off the top of your head. I'll explain why, but I'm going to give you a quick definition. Evaporative cooling is... A- a cooling of the air due to latent heat absorption. Just stick with me here. Of water molecules, when water evaporates, the uh, the evaporation process requires taking heat from the environment, right? So right. Water's evaporating, takes some heat from the environment, and in order for the evaporation to occur, um, it, it actually in turn cools the air. So, right, snatching that heat from the environment through that process. Air, uh, the water evaporates, then all of a sudden it's cooler. So Mark, uh, I know you have a swimming pool in the backyard. Um, in fact, can
1: you hear that droning noise? The pump turned on. You're not supposed to have noises behind you when you're recording. Can you hear I, that? I or hear you? No, I can't. Okay, good. No. I'll leave it okay, alone. So,
0: so, that, so Mark's pool is nearby and I don't have a pool here, but every morning when I get out of the shower, immediately grab the towel because I'm kind of chilly. And Mark, I assume when you get out of the pool, even if it's a warm summer day, you feel a little bit chilly as well. Is that right?
1: That's right. It feels kind of chilly because the evaporative cooling is happening.
0: Right, because yeah. the water on your skin is starting to evaporate. And as it evaporates, it cools the air or yeah. the, the air right on your skin. In fact, that's one of the reasons that we sweat. It's to help to regulate the heat. On a really exactly. hot day, your body produces that water so that it will evaporate and that it will cool your skin. Um, and the problem in a really humid environment let's say if you spent any time in Texas or Louisiana or Florida this summer or anywhere on the East coast for that matter um, in that really humid environment, as you're sweating, that the water doesn't evaporate as effectively. Nope. So it's, you just get much, wet. Yeah. You just get, you just stay, you know, soggy. And so it's actually yeah. much more dangerous to be in a human environment, a hot human environment for a long period of time, because your body just can't regulate um, its temperature as well.
1: Yeah, so that's in the summertime. Uh, so you want dry air if you want the evaporation to be cooling you. So uh, all across the West, even, even when you drive into Central Oregon, some people will have uh, swamp swamp coolers, which are those big square things, often on the top of a house or in a window. And what that did I call that right? Swamp
0: swamp, swamp cooler, cooler or evaporative cooler? Yeah, yeah, swamp
1: cooler. And so what that does, that, that's, uh, the water runs through that thing, and as air is sucked into the house, it cools the air. That's assuming the air mass is dry. If it's humid, it won't do any good. Like you would never use a swamp cooler in a swamp, right? But uh, it works pretty well in the dry west, so it's pretty yeah. helpful.
0: My dad actually has one. Um, he lives down in the desert southwest. and But I'll tell you this. Nobody has them east of the Rockies because no. you just have too many humid days, and they're like ineffective. They actually make the environment worse in your house. It makes it feel disgusting. But um, something to note, uh, evaporative cooling is important for forecasting. Um, yeah. in winter, right? You're talking about winter. Winter. And I mean, oh. in terms of, let's say we got a quick shower in a heat right. wave, Mark. Sure. It, it could cool the air. All of a sudden we go from 95 to 88. That's not the most important time though. Let's say that it's, let's say Mark that it's 36 degrees. Uh-oh. And a shower Danger. comes in. And the Danger. shower comes in. Yeah. Yes. And all of a sudden it starts and what's the raining. Dew
1: point? Let's say the dew point De- is very low. Let's say it's 20 degrees. Yeah. Very dry air. Okay.
0: And all of a sudden it starts raining and temperature drops to 35, 34, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 33, uh-huh. 32. All of a sudden it's 31 at the surface and the rain is still falling and the surface is cooling below freezing. All of a sudden, what kind of precipitation are we seeing? Freezing rain. That's right. Yep. So That's because
1: it was warmer above. Uh, Yeah. So that's a problem in the winter. If it's the drier the air mass is uh, and it starts precipitating, the more the temperature will drop when the precipitation begins, especially if the precipitation is solid and and pretty continuous. We've seen that a lot of times. Uh, Like, for example, at the dew point, a good trick is, um, let's say it's 38 degrees when the precipitation begins. It's going to go on for a while and the temperature is 20 what's that that's an 18 degree difference between did i just say the temperature is 20 the if the air temperature is 38 dew point is 20 um so there's an 18 degree spread the temperature a good kind of rule of thumb not always but a rule of thumb is the temp the temperature will drop about a third of the way a third of that distance so that would be six six degrees degrees so that's 38 so you're down to about freezing
0: so that's a good number good good choice there. Good example. That was random.
1: I was, I'm kind of out of winter mode. You know, I'm sure if we oh, were was doing good. this in January, we'd have a better idea, but that or with snow. So we see that quite a bit in the Metro area or many areas, but Metro area, when we're, when we're approaching an ice or snow situation, like how dry is the air going to be down below? If it's a low right. dew point, it can cool off quite a bit.
0: So in a desert environment, so that, that difference, by the way, between a temperature and a dew point is called mm-hmm. the dew point depression.
1: Yeah, now Man. we're getting hardcore. 37 Ooh. minutes in, folks. We're we're talking dew point depressions.
0: Did we just um did we just create a second weather term of the week?
1: Dew point depression. Yeah.
0: All right. Nice. Killing two birds with one stone so, here. So large nope. dew
1: point depression, the temperature is going to fall farther.
0: Further. Yeah, that's right. So farther. um <laughs> Yeah. We're We be farther because
1: farther is distance.
0: Um so yeah, just you know, think about it in terms of like just getting out of the shower. That's the most Obvious way to remember evaporative cooling. Every time you get out of the shower, it's chilly, even if you were in a hot shower. And that's because the water is evaporating off your skin. Same thing happens whenever it rains or just, you know, precipitation evaporates from the sky. Um, So that's your weather term of the week. Hopefully you're learning something new during these podcasts and, of course, taking something out of the forecast um, when we talk about that too. So, um, Mark, I I think that's about all we got for our friends today.
1: I think we've covered quite a bit. Uh, you're, you are working next week, right? Yes.
0: Yeah. So I'll be off. Uh, yeah, Programming note, I'll be off. I've got some family coming to town. So I'll be the off the following uh, week. Wednesday to Tuesday, I'll be back Wednesday of next week. Yeah.
1: You're off Wednesday. Oh, you're off this Wednesday to next Tuesday. Right. Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay. Um, I'm off next week as well. So um, we will see how it goes. Although heat waves are pretty easy to forecast, folks. It's sunny and the number goes
0: up. They're, they're easy until you have monsoonal moisture or smoke involved, right? Oh,
1: yeah. Let's not go back there again, Jeff. You know, you gave it your best. Let's yeah. not beat a dead horse, as they
0: say. <laughs> easy, I for you to say easy for you to say camping out I, in the Cascades, not even paying attention. I just
1: came in and cleaned up afterwards, cleaned up your, yeah, right. your mess. <laughs> I'm Get just kidding.
0: Here. Get out of here. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for episode 64 of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. We'll be back next week with an update on what the heat wave has been doing um, enjoy the nice weather while it lasts, and get ready for the heat to crank up. We'll talk to you soon. All right, see you later. Please tell us about the weather right away.